How we doing, Titans fans? It's good to be back. It's been a while, but we are back. This, is, of course, is Ryan Moreland of Two-Tone Uncensored, the best damn Tennessee Titans podcast out there. We have a good show coming up. We have a lot to cover here, obviously. We missed last week. That's on me. Uh, but this week, I have a lot to cover, a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. First, let's just talk about this team right now, where we're setting. It hasn't been that good. It, it's not going great right now. Lose two straight. When we were eight and four, and it was looking really good. Like there was no chance we were going to miss the playoffs. Now at eight and six, it's starting to look a lot scarier. We've put ourselves in a tight spot, and you know we'll talk about the playoff picture here in a minute. But we have put ourselves in a bad spot right now. That has hurt. We've lost two games against teams that I thought we were going to. I think all of us thought we we should handle, um, and, and it doesn't happen. First, we lose a heartbreaker to the Cardinals, and then this one last week was a devastating loss to the 49ers, who we really played from behind most of the game. You know, it was another one of those where Titans don't play the first half. We just play the second half. But we took back in control of this game. It looked like we were going to win, and, and then we don't stop Garoppolo. Our defense gives up a ton of yardage. I mean, it was two plays on that last drive. They had ran two plays, and they were in effective field goal range. I mean, that's what are you going to do then? I mean, if your defense just lays down like that and lets them, you know, gash you for uh, for big yards, then then what are you going to do? Um, Kevin Byer did not have his best game this week. That's for sure. He was really trying to ball hawk a lot in this game, and that ended up giving up big plays more than once. Uh, you know, just the whole defense as a whole really did not play well for most of this game. In the end, the end of it, especially gave up a ton of yards. Gave up ultimately the victory. However, there are things to take away from you know these last two weeks that are not all bad. We're in a bad spot right now. We've put ourselves here too. Like it's not. There's no one to blame but the Titans. You know the Titans have put themselves in this situation. So it's. But there are some things to like. There are some things, um, some positive takeaways. Like first, in this last game, we saw the offense spread out more. We saw a lot more three wide receiver sets. You know, three of our wide receivers played over 80% of the snaps. Um, that's not included Delaney Walker, who also played about 88% of the snaps. This was nice because it spread out the field, gives Mariota more options. Also, we saw the offense, another way they changed to help out Marcus, is we saw them um, rush out of the no huddle right into uh, getting set up the line. And this gives Marcus a lot more time to read the defense beforehand because this is something... Marcus isn't bad at reading defenses, but he's young. He's still a young player. He's going to make mistakes from time to time. The more time he has to set and get a good view of what's going on before the snap, the more ch- like the more opportunities he's going to have to see something that he can use to his advantage. And, you know, obviously that's going to help out anytime you have a young player like this. So these two things I thought were a really good idea to try to help out Marcus, who obviously has been struggling. I mean, he'll be the first to tell you that he is having a really bad year. Uh, So, you know, I thought that was smart, you know, a smart move to help out Marcus. Uh, You know, I hope, when we'll talk about this Rams game later in the show, but I hope that we continue this. I hope that you still see um, them really try to to make things easier for Mariota. You know, it seems like we're trying to fight against the grain most of the season. Now it seems like we're really trying to 
you know, make this work for him. Make it easier for for Marcus because he is having statistically by far his worst season. So we need to need to come back to him and help him um, get his confidence back and solidify him in this system. So those things are great. Now, there's also some not great things outside of the fact that we're just losing football games. Our defensive play seems to have taken a step down. Over the last few weeks, I think that has a lot to do with some bigger name guys not playing as well. You know, Bayard went from an all-pro-like season to, you know, playing pretty solid, but it's not the same level. Although I think we have seen Cyprian step up in the last handful of games. Um, <clears throat> on the other side, you, I think you've seen Woodyard take a slight step down. And it's still, I mean, they're still playing very good football. They're still the two best defenders you know, I'm probably outside Jarrell Casey uh, on this defense. So you still have to love the fact that they're playing, like, really well, but they have taken a slight step back, and I think it shows in the last two weeks especially. But they're still playing pretty good football on defense for the most part. Our offense needs to be able to do a little bit more. Our offense has the talent that it's so frustrating to watch this team play this, you know, mediocrely. With all the talent that they have on this offense, you know, there's, what, 20 teams probably, close to 20 teams in the league that would kill to have a guy like Derrick Henry as their starter, and he's our backup. You know, there's there's a lot of talent on this team. Um, the offensive line, obviously, very talented. A lot of receivers. You know, I, Marcus is having a down year, and I've seen some of the people calling for the, the cut of Marcus and the firing of Malarkey, like, I think you forget. Now, maybe these are all bandwagon fans. Maybe everybody's calling this just doesn't remember how bad shit was. This team is a vast improvement over where we were just two short years ago. We're, we're doing a lot of things. Now, shit needs to be a little bit better. It's not quite working out. I do agree that some changes will be made in the offseason, but I promise you, Malarkey's been here two seasons and the team has been vastly better. Like, Marcus is still a young quarterback, but since he has joined the team, the team has been trending upwards. These two are not going anywhere. So, let I me mean, let's just put that to bed right now. I'm not going to talk about it until we get into the offseason from here on out. But that's that's it. Like, it's not going to happen, and it shouldn't happen. Since Malarkey took over, we went from the basement of the AFC South, you know, with us and um, Jacksonville, to all of a sudden in the last two years, you know, last year nine and seven, right now sitting at eight and six, and you know, just outside the playoffs last year. Right now, we're in the playoffs, but you know, we'll see what happens with that. So, I mean, still sitting in a very, very much improved spot, much improved area, and it's not one hundred percent to do with Marcus or one hundred percent to do with Malarkey, but they're both succeeding at their jobs. For the most part, and you know, you're not gonna make you're not gonna make changes to that right now until Marcus. You need at least another year to evaluate and, and see where you're at. See, let him put weight on. Let him get more comfortable. Let him get you know play calling that's better. I think Terry Obisky should be replaced in the off season, um, which I've talked about on the show before. But let him get all of that, and, and then next year see how he does. Then you might be thinking, all right. This isn't the guy for us. But right now, Marcus has had bad play calling. Uh, you know, the injury like that has been on and off all year. Getting into a system that seems like it changes constantly. Like There's a lot of things that are working against him 
uh, to be good. So it's not just all Marcus's fault. So let's we're ending the the um, call for Marcus's job, the call for Malarkey's job. We'll bring it up. I'll bring it back up in the off season. When we start talking about going after players and and what coaches are out in the market. I'll bring it up because it's worth talking about then, but right now not worth talking about because nothing's going to happen. All right, let's talk some playoff uh, talk right now, some playoff picture talk. Right now the Titans obviously setting at 8-6 and six after two straight losses, tied with the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. The way it works out right now, is uh, the Bills are setting one game you know, behind us. We get the tiebreaker, and then uh, Baltimore sets behind them. They have the tiebreaker over them. So we are right now, if the playoffs were today, we'd be the five seed. The Chargers would be one game behind uh, the Baltimore Ravens at 7-7, seven and seven, so they're still relevant in, the, relevant in the playoff picture for right now. But most likely it will not work out for them. It's going to be two of the three teams between us, uh, Baltimore, and Buffalo that it's going to be in. This is going to be good and bad for us. Well, let's first start with Baltimore. Baltimore's next two games are Indy and Cincy, both at home. Both very easily be easy winnable games for this team, but this team also cannot afford a tie. They need to win games because they lose the tiebreaker to us. They lose the tiebreaker to the Bills. They need, can't afford a tie. They need wins to get above us. I honestly think Baltimore wins both of these games. I don't think there's any chance that Indy comes in. And I know what you're thinking any given Sunday, and you're right. That's fair. You're right. Any given Sunday, you never know what's going to happen. But I don't see Indy going in there and beating Baltimore. I just don't see it happening. Indianapolis is not a good enough team to go into Baltimore and, and get a win like that. And Baltimore's been playing well as of late. Uh, Cincinnati is a tougher game, but Cincinnati has no offensive line. That's the thing that's been dragging them back all season long is they lost their two best offensive linemen in the offseason and did nothing to replace them. It's bad. Baltimore has one of the best defenses in the league right now. They're playing outstanding. So I just don't see Cincinnati being very successful against Baltimore. So let's say Baltimore wins both of these games. That's what I think is going to happen anyway. Uh, Then it comes down between us and the Bills. The Bills head to New England to play the Patriots, then head uh, to Miami to play the Dolphins, both games on the road. In my opinion right now, the Patriots are going to play because they still want home field advantage. So they're going to play hard in this game. Uh, and they're going to beat the Bills. The Bills aren't going to win this football game. So that will give us a one-game cushion to work with. I don't think they're going to, however, lose to the Dolphins. You know, Miami has shown some life. You know, Kenyon Drake has been a better backup than I think a lot of people expected, myself included, as soon as they lost uh, a JJA. The the Dolphins are playing okay, but they're not going to be be able to do enough to beat the Bills. And so the Bills are going to win that one game, in my opinion now. That means that we're going to have to win one of these games. I don't think, and I'll talk about it later, but I don't think we're going to beat the Rams. I just don't, honestly, don't don't think that we're capable of it. I don't think that this team's going to come out there and play like that. And I'll get into it like really in depth later, uh, but the way we've been playing right now, you can't honestly look at this team and the way that the Rams have been playing lately and look at that team and be like, all right, Titans are going to take this one. It's it's impossible to do it without an incredible amount of bias. You know, with being unbiased and fair, you can't say that. So I don't think we'll win that game. But when we don't win that game, 
Next week, Jacksonville's not going to have anything to play for. Because I think Jacksonville does beat the 49ers, and they'll have nothing to play for. So when they don't have anything to play for, and we still do, you know, they set all their starters. It should be a very easy win for us. And if it works out that way, then the Bills are bounced, and, you know, we'll be the sixth seed in the playoffs with the Ravens being the five seed. As for the Chargers, and I will bring them up, even though I don't think uh, they really have that much of a shot, I will bring them up here. They're at 7-7, seven and seven, so they're a game behind all, you know, this three-way tie. They have... Uh, to go to New York to play the Jets. A winnable game, but the Jets are decently tough. And then at home against the Raiders. Uh, you know, about the same thing. Very winnable game for them, but going to be tough. I still think that they lose one of these games. And even if they do win both of the games, we would still hold the tiebreaker over uh, the Chargers. So as long as we do win at least one game. They would have to win two, obviously, to, to match our one win. Um, I mean, that's the way I see it. That's the way I think it's going to happen. We'll have to wait and see how it actually works out in real life. You know, hopefully, if we can get a win this weekend, we need to. And if we get a win this weekend, I think we're in. Because I don't see the Chargers winning out. Now, I mean, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing ever. It definitely would not. I think they're going to be favored in both of those games. But I think that with one win, we do make it. Um, Also, though, if we win this week... That means Jacksonville needs to win most or you know might need to win next week. You know, it will depend on how they play this week against the 49ers, but best case scenario for us is we win this week and Jacksonville wins and wins the division, which would suck, but it's the best case scenario cuz then Jacksonville has no reason to win in week 17, which will give us an easy win and that means that if we win out, we're we're in. It doesn't matter what everybody else does. We are in if we win out. So that's the best case scenario, but you know, like I said earlier, realistically, it's going to be very tough to get a win against this Rams football team. All right, but that's enough about the playoff talks. Do you know where we're at right now? We know what we have to do. Titans need to go out in the field and execute. Let's talk about some news here. The NFL announced the Pro Bowl rosters this week. Titans will have three starters on the Pro Bowl uh, AFC team. Jarrell Casey making it. Uh, on the defensive line, Taywan, or Taylor Lewan, sorry, on the offensive side of the line. And then Brett Kern, who should be, like, with all, like, it would be a massive snub this year. And I know no one gives a shit about punters, but it would be a massive snub this year if Brett Kern's not all pro. I mean, the guy literally leads in, like, every statistical category. It's insane. Um, but he also gets a Pro Bowl invite. Seven players named as alternates, Marcus Mariota. Delaney Walker, Kevin Byard, Adoree Jackson as a returner, not as a cornerback, uh, Jack Conklin, Brian Arakpo, and Brendan Trawick as a special teamer. You know, there's there's a couple things, obviously, that's wrong. The biggest one, and everybody knows what I'm going to say here, is Kevin Byard being an alternate and not a starter it was a snubbing. And, you know, I tried to look at it completely unbiased, but I, I can't see how he wasn't, you know, a first-team use. The best safety when it comes to pass deflections. He's second in the league in interceptions, first among safeties. There's no, there's no reason why he should not be. You know, he's, he's a, his tackles are very high. He does a lot in the running game, and his stats are really, really, really good. And normally, that's all it takes is your stats are good, even if your play really doesn't back up your stats. We've seen it a lot, you know, kind of like an Eric Walden type where last year he had like 10.5 sacks, but people were like, but he's not 10.5 sacks good. You know, his stats 
were kind of an anomaly. They were they were good. He's a good player, but he's not like a guy that's going to come out and do that every year. That was it was an anomaly. Now, Kevin Byard played better than his stats show because you know last couple weeks he hasn't his stats haven't been as good, but he's still playing that you know that level good. Except for as I said earlier this uh, this week, but I, I it, it's it's incredible. It's incredible that he was snubbed, and it was a really poor snubbing. Another one, and, and I, this might be just as big in my eyes. I don't, I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it, but Wesley Woodyard, not even listed as an alternate, I, I think is a massive snubbing. Now, if he was an alternate and not listed as a pro ball, I'd been like, all right, there's a lot of great, you know, uh, middle linebackers throughout the league and inside linebackers throughout the league. So I understand that you know him being an inside linebacker, he's having a really good season. But there's a lot of good ones. But not even as an alternate, I think is a massive snubbing. The season that he has had, you know, leading this team in tackles, he's done a lot in the rush, he's thrown in a few sacks, um, fumbles, and he's had a fantastic season. You know, really cemented himself as a leader on this defense. I, I just think that it's it's crazy to me that he's not even listed as an alternate. And then Mariota. Being in that, like, I love Mariota, don't get me wrong. Like, Marcus is the future. I've seen everybody, you know, the talks coming out. We need to dump him. We need to, you know, fire Malarkey. Like, that shit's stupid. I'm, you know, I'm not addressing that stuff until the off offseason, uh, you know, when we get into that a little bit more. But but it's it's dumb, you know. Malarkey's going to be here next year, I promise you. And Marcus Mariota's going to be here next year, I promise you. Marcus is a really good quarterback. I think right now it's a, it's a combination of different things that are working against him. Obviously, the leg injuries are hindering him a decent amount. I think play calling is hindering him. You know, we saw them finally take the step last week, as I mentioned earlier in the show, to really open things up for him and put more three wide receiver sets, a lot more no huddles, which is where Marcus is most comfortable. I know they're just now starting to do it more, so... You know, after he struggled for a while, you think they would make this jump sooner. But you know, I'm not I'm not in the the coaching staff, so I can't tell you why that decision took so long to be made. But he's had a really bad season. You know, all these factors go into it: the play calling, the injuries. I think his confidence has been affected by how poor he's played this year. I think that has something to do with it. You know, all these new weapons and getting integrated with this new all these new weapons, and then. You know, DeMarco Murray having the injury and, and not the ground game hasn't been as solid as it you know was last year and as dependable as it was last year. All of those things come together, but he's not having a good year. And it's not how good your season has been, a Pro Bowl, or sorry, it's not how good a career you've had. It is definitely how good of a season you've had is the Pro Bowl. Uh, and I definitely don't think Marcus deserves to be there as an alternate. Uh, I think there's... I mean, right now, like, realistically, Marcus is, in most statistical categories, probably barely, if not outside, of, or barely in, if not outside of the top 20. And you you can't be, like, top 20, you know, or top 50. I mean, you have to be top 10 to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. Uh, so I, th- I think it's a little ridiculous that he's there. Now, well, I, well, I'll take it. Yeah, like, that's awesome. I know. I hope he has fun. I hope he goes. He has a good time. You know, does so healthily, and you know, no issues there. But yeah, I hope he. I hope he goes. He has a good time, and everything's you know, it's great. And maybe that'll help his confidence a little bit. But realistically, does not deserve to be there. So we won some, we lose some in this Pro Bowl scenario. But being a small market team, 
you know, we're used to this. How many years has Delaney Walker deserved to go, and how many years has he actually gone? How many years has Jarrell Casey deserved to go, and how many has he actually gone? You know, it's we get snubs all the time just because we're a smaller market team. We're used to that. But it's nice to see, you know, 10 total guys going to be making the trip. Um, or, you know, potentially making the trip, I should say. Uh, so getting some good recognition, better than, you know, in years past for sure. Some good recognition for a team that has played, um, you know, a pretty solid, especially as defensive players, really solid season. Taylor Lewan has played an outstanding season, even though the offense has had its struggles. And Brett Kern's on another planet right now. He's not even like human the way he's, his stats compared to other punters in the league, it's like not even fair um, the way he's been playing. So, you know, that's also good. Another guy you could throw in there, I guess, is suck up. Although, he, I, to, I think if he would have continued that streak or maybe came back out of the streaks, like more solid than he had, then he would definitely be. But once the streak ended, you know, he's missed a few here and there that he should have made, and that's going to keep him out. You know, kickers in the league now, to make a Pro Bowl kicker, you have to make almost everything you look at for the, over an entire season. So I'm okay with him being off the list. It's not a slight, in my opinion. I, you know, even though he did set like a, a record that will probably stand for decades, you know, it, it's a very impressive record. But you have to be able to hit like everything you look at in order to to be the kicker in the Pro Bowl. But overall, uh, you know, I think we got snubbed a little bit, but also think we got Mariota in there who just did not deserve to be there. So, you know. Win some, you lose some. But let's head now and and look at this week um, 15 matchup that we have coming up. The 10 and 4 Los Angeles Rams head to Tennessee to take on the 8 and 6 Titans. Um, the Rams are favored by six and a half points, so just under a touchdown. Which, to be honest, if you're looking at these two teams right now, seems pretty fair. You know, if, if we're being honest, we're being unbiased fans. It's probably pretty fair. That spread is is something that I think yeah, most people in the NFL would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's start with our offense versus their defense. Rams have a top ten pass defense in almost every metric. I mean, if you look at you know touchdown interception ratio, if you look at how many sacks they're getting, if you look at um, completion percentage, yards, uh, you know, almost everything that you can bring up that you can measure. A great pass defense. The Rams are in the top ten of that. So very good pass defense that we're going to be playing this week. However, they're pretty abysmal against the rush. They have not had a lot of success slowing down the running game. And this is going to be good for us. And I hope to see us run a lot more than we pass. I hope we get in a situation where our defense stands up strong. And we can run the ball a lot more than we have to pass. I think we're going to have more success that way. You know, it's, it's, this matchup is daunting because of how good the Rams are and how hot they're, they are even right now and how cold we have gotten. But our offense versus their defense, they actually, like, play into our strengths. Like, you know, they shut down the long passing game especially, and, and they're pretty good even against the short passing game, but they're bad against the run. So we can run to really set up this pass. And I know I've been calling for the pass to set up the run like most of the season, but I think you have to hit them where you're going to do damage. You know, this defense is not going to play against the run well. And I know, you know, you don't want to get predictable, 
but I think it's okay to come into this game and be a little bit predictable and push the ball down their throat, wear out this defense a little bit, and then when they're not expecting it, start hitting with a play action, start getting Marcus outside on bootlegs so he has a plenty of time to find deep passes. You know, there's there's plenty of stuff that you can do I think that's going to be successful against uh, this Rams defense. I know that you know last week we saw Marcus get more comfortable and – I mean, or Marcus was more comfortable when we played his style, which, you know, three wide receiver sets. Uh, you know, we had, you know, the hurry up offense, no huddle offense. Or not hurry up necessarily, but no huddle offense. I think that you still need to make that, still need to use that. I, I, but I think you need to pick your spots when you're going to do it. And I'm not just saying, uh, you know, you go in and you play, you only do those at the end of the halves. You should use this hurry up every now and again and there's no huddle just to catch them off guard I'm okay with just coming out and being like alright this series is going to be no huddle three wide receiver sets we're going to move the ball and there's no time you know there's no time constraints there's no nothing that's forcing you to do it you're just going to do it or even if you're like alright the first three plays of this drive we're going no huddle and then we're going to slow down or we're going to start slow and then speed up I'm gonna just try to get them uncomfortable with the way you're working your tempo and the kind of sets that they're going to be seeing you know, and you're gonna make, especially if you start off slow and then real quick, you're like three wide receiver sets, no huddle. You're going to force the defense into a position where they have to start switching players out. And I think that you can get, you know, maybe in a situation where you get guys on this defense, you know, that are stars off the field long enough that you can like hit a couple plays in a row without them being on the field, without you. Um, you know, substituting, so they don't have time to substitute. And if they do, you catch them off, you know, with 12 men on the field, get the penalty yardage, and then restart. You know, I, I think there's definitely a way to do this and do it very well against this this defense. We should. And this is the thing, though. I'm going to say we should be able to move the ball very effectively against the Rams. But we should have been able to move the ball very effectively almost against any team that we have played. This matchup does go you know, bode well for us because we're going to be able to run the ball effectively against the Rams. So it definitely bodes well for us in that regard. But again, we have to come out and actually execute. Tennessee needs to come out and execute. So that's something that we have not been doing as of late. Now we move to the other side of the football. When our defense is playing their offense, the Titans have played very well against the run all season long. So I think that's going to hold Todd Gurley in check. And he's on a hot streak right now. Todd Gurley's playing some lights out, very good football. But I think we're going to be able to slow him down. Now, I'm not expecting Tennessee to shut him down like we did We did against Fournette. We've done against some other players. Todd Gurley's still going to get the ball, and he's still going to do like a decent job. You know, they run really well out of this offense. You still have to respect the pass on every down. So that's going to limit a lot of what you can do. And plus, Todd Gurley's a really good running back. But I think we're going to get him to the point where he's not getting that 120-yard game against us. Unless our offense just shits the bed and we can't do anything and they get out to a big lead and all they're doing is like eating the clock, in that case he will. But if we play a competitive game, he's not going to have a 120-yard game. You know, I'm thinking he's going to have like a 70-80 yard game with like a 3.5, 3.8 average, somewhere in that range, which would be good. If we can do that, then we really limit the effectiveness of Todd Gurley, which puts more pressure on Jared Goff. Now, this is where it's going to be hard, because our defense 
is not going to be able to stop the pass. That's just not realistic that we're going to be able to stop the pass. This has been one of the best, if not the best, passing offenses and football this year. We're just not going to be able to do it. We're not a team that's strong enough against the pass right now. We really struggle with the pass. Rush has been a big problem for us, probably our biggest problem on our entire team right now is our pass rush. Our secondary, you know, still young, still really coming together. You know, they have a good future in the secondary, but as of right now, it's not real strong. You know, also what really doesn't help us either in this matchup is Logan Ryan right now questionable. And in the pass rush side of things, Derek Morgan right now questionable. They have Morick Barron, who's going to be out on their defense. He's a linebacker for them. And, uh, you know, backup quarterback Brandon Allen also questionable. So, Definitely, we're feeling the brunt of the injuries more than they are, especially on our defense. No Logan Ryan, if he doesn't play. Now, he's still questionable, so I'm not saying he's not going to play. But if he does not play, you are going to have to start Sims and Jackson. It's a very young duo to have against a offense that has been one of the best passing offenses in the league. So we desperately want to see Logan Ryan back in this you know we're gonna need his help in order to get a win this week. We cannot let them just come out and score at will against us, and we've seen it. You know they have the ability to do that. They have a lot of weapons. They've speed guys like Tavon Austin. You know Cooper Cup has been a great possession guy, and he's dangerous with the football in his hands. You know, and then you have Todd Gurley, who you know they use a lot in the passing game as well. There's a lot you know to this offense to like, and, and that's why they're one of the more dynamic offenses in the league. It starts with slowing down um, Todd Gurley. Make them earn it in the air, but still, I think you're not going to stop them. The way to win, though, is bend but don't break. Let them, they're going to get their yards. You know, they're going to get yards against us. That's just a fact, especially if Logan Ryan's not going to play. But if we can keep them out of the end zone, if we can get tough and physical in the red zone, which, you know, this defense has been pretty good at um, throughout the entire season, you know, the Tennessee Titans have been very good at the red zone defense. If that's the case, and you know Greg Zerline's hitting a lot of kicks, then we have a good shot at winning this game. If we're forcing them into situations where they have to kick field goals, we're gonna we have a good chance of winning this football game. Now the offense has to show up and do their part, which has been a big problem for us, especially as of late. But that's the way to beat them because they're still going to get yards on us. They're still going to put up yards. They're still going to move the ball down the field. That's, I mean, it's going to happen. They have a really, really good offense, a really good passing offense, and they're facing a team that has, you know, middle of the road, maybe slightly below average pass defense. We're not going to get there regularly to, you know, to make Goff uncomfortable. He gets rid of the ball very quickly as a very fast release, and he doesn't have to get necessarily set to throw that football, which has made him... Uh, you know, such a good young quarterback in this league. We're gonna have to put it, get up. Like we're gonna have to know that we're gonna give up these yards. It's going to happen. But if we can, when the field gets short, if we get big, we can win this football game. Now we gotta, you know, like I said, on the other side of the football, we have to go. We have to get these rushing yards. We have to run and set up the pass. We have to hit them hard in the mouth and let them. They're not going to bully us around, and we have to get this running game, and it needs to be effective very early, very often. My X factor on offense, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. This tandem needs to be on fire. We need them to be running the football hard all the game long. X factor on defense, since we're doing, my idea is the bend but don't break. You know, 
then you can't let anything over the top. No big plays. So Kevin Byard and Jonathan Cyprian, our safety duo, needs to be good in this game. No big plays over the top. You know, we're okay limiting them to short uh, passes, short plays all over the field. And they're going to pick up first downs, and that's okay. But no big plays, no big plays for touchdowns. That's the way to win this football game. You know, this is going to be an ugly one. It's going to be scrappy. The chance for us to win is not great. But if we do these things right, if we run the football effectively, take a lot of pressure off of Marcus, and we limit how many times this offense can score, you know, they can get all the yards that they want, but if we're limiting them to field goals, we can win this football game. It's going to be tough, but winning this football game would mean a lot for the Tennessee Titans right now. It would take a lot of... Um, a lot of pressure off of us when it comes to week 17. So this week 16 game, we need to be able to do these things and try to get a win. And it's going to be tough. You know, I'm not even doing a, a prediction this week. I thought about it, but it's it's tough to it's tough to pick against the Titans. But it's realistically, you know, how am I going to pick the Titans in this game? I'm going to be rooting for them, of course. And I hope they have a really good big game. It's just, it's hard to see them coming out of this one with a win when we just beat or got beat by two inferior teams in the Rams division two weeks in a row. It's hard to see us dominating, uh, you know, the best team in that division when we can't beat the worst teams in that division. All right, folks, before we get out of here, um, some things that we're going to do a Christmas uh, giveaway kind of a thing, but it it fell through last minute. So we're going to do something in the offseason. I know I teased you guys about it, but we're going to do something in the offseason. I'm already putting it together, a little contest we're going to do. So, We'll look forward to that and to get you guys something. Uh, get all the loyal fans a chance to win some cool merchandise. Also, you know, whatever you're listening to, however you listen, if you listen on iTunes or Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, however you listen, give us that five-star rating. If you like this show, it helps us get advertisers and pull more people into the show so this show is easier to do and can get better and we can keep growing it. Thanks to all you loyal listeners out there that make this show possible. Uh, thanks to the people in the backgrounds behind the scenes that make this show possible as well. Let's go out and let's kick this Rams ass this weekend. Let's get this win. Let's get into the playoffs. Let's make a big difference in this Titans team. I mean, let's do it. Let's go out there and handle our business, get it done, and get into the playoffs. Everybody, I hope you have a great uh, Christmas vacation, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. I hope you ha- hope you have a happy holidays. Hope we get to watch Tennessee bring us a big Christmas present with a win over this Rams team. Tighten the fuck up.